Yeah. All right, all right. Good evening. Uh, welcome to the iHealth channel and on iHealth Radio, Hurricane H in the house. And I have a few guests with me today. I have the, the, the special team from Center's Plan for Healthy Living that will be discussing a very special topic, which, uh, which is ideal and typical for the month of October and many people may not know about. So let's uh, briefly discuss what that is. So we all know in the month of October for multiple things, one being uh, Halloween month, right? Everybody's like, you know, typically, you know, decorates, does their thing and all that good stuff. Uh, it's also in the healthcare, it's also um, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But uh, what is also known in the insurance and the managed care and the senior world, as well as in, in the healthcare, it is also the month where the annual election period for Medicare enrollment, which is basically where everybody has an opportunity to you know, select a health plan, join a health plan, move from a health plan. And so today uh, is the October 15th, and today marks the beginning of the 2021 uh, season for the enrollment in the Medicare space. But we're gonna talk a little bit about the overall Medicare program. And that's, that's, we have the experts. And, you know, from there, we'll talk a little bit more about what it means, you know, for this particular season and what it means for the seniors and for the agents, for the industry. Uh, so, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is really just the general Medicare. Now, uh, we all hear Medicare. Some of us may know what Medicare is. Some of us may not know what Medicare might be. Uh, we will be starting with that. Before we do that, I'm going to introduce my team here and my guests, special guests. <laughs> so I have Glennie Espinal, I have Tiffany okay. Wong, have Laura Seafeld, and we have Vladimir Robu, all from Centers Plan for Healthy Living, which is a, an HMO, a managed care organization uh, in New York that actually uh, promotes different health uh, products and, and specifically health plan you know, products uh, in the health maintenance organization space. And I know I've talked about these things in previous shows where we had to talk about, you know, MCO world. Uh, today is a, a series of the senior world or senior health uh, type of talk show. And we will actually touch in all these little topics, you know, slowly but surely. We do have about, you know, let's say about 30 uh, minutes for the show. And um, so it will be a brief show. We're not going to put a lot of information, but if you're watching the show today, it will be just great to get some of the basics and understanding what the options and the choices that someone might have here. So whether you're a consumer, you're uh, an actual professional or you're a caregiver, this is gonna be a nice session. You can get some, some feedback and some information that you can use uh, you know, to make some decision in the next few months if you know someone or you personally have a Medicare uh, option that you need to uh, select from. So that being said, um, Tiffany, <laughs> uh, how are you? Good. How are you? All right. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. All right. All right. Well, the, the iHealth channel, you know, is, is very pleased to have you on and, and the whole team here. So uh, we're going to talk about Medicare in general first, right? So, so let's talk about Medicare. Um, tell us a little bit, but, you know, how do you see Medicare? Let's define what Medicare is. Okay. So um, pretty much Medicare is, you know, a federal health insurance, basically, that's available to all of our U.S. citizens, obviously. So um, it's a federal uh, administered program. So a lot of the funds come 
um, from, come from the federal government. So anyone that is a U.S. citizen that's um, worked here for about 10 years or the 40 quarters, they're entitled to a Medicare. So it's a health insurance um, that breaks out and it's very structured. So it has like four different parts where it offers you, you know, part A, which is your um, inpatient uh, hospital insurance, your part B, which is your outpatient. So it really covers you for all your doctor services, um, DME equipment, um, and just anything that's outpatient. And then you have your part C plans, which is us, uh, Centers Plan for Healthy Living. <laughs> so we're, it's a really exciting time right now um, for Centers Plan for Healthy Living because, you know, obviously it's AEP season, but also in the direction of our company where it's going on and our focus on really on these part C plans, um, which we'll get into in a little bit, but pretty much it's all our Medicare Advantage plans. Um, and then, of course, uh, Part D, which is our prescription drug coverage as well. So they're also entitled to that um, particular benefit, too. So pretty much all Medicare recipients um, and beneficiaries, um, once they are eligible for Medicare, you pretty much get to select, you know, what parts you want, um, whether that's Part A, Part B, you know, Part D, or you get to go into a Part C plan, which is, you know, what the people normally want because of the enhancements and all these supplemental additional benefits that um, you are basically benefiting from. Um, pretty much Original Medicare has that structure and what they offer. Um, it's, it's pretty much straightforward. Um, there's uh, pretty much everybody's entitled to the same set of benefits. Um, but what makes it unique is really the Part C plans and having that ability as a consumer to be able to shop around and be able to pick the perfect plan that really works for that prospect, for that consumer. So everyone has, you know, different, different tastes, different benefits that they're looking for, um, different features that they're looking for um, that fit best for their health care. Um, so pretty much that's what, you know, the Part C plans are. All right. So, so um, go ahead. No, <laughs> Thank you. And now that's the Medicare in general and the different kind of parts that it comprises with. Uh, but now people have options. Ultimately, we talked about today launching being the mark of the, the, the new season for annual election where people can actually select the Part C plan or, or other options. Uh, but but so there, is, there are other options available to Medicare beneficiaries in addition to the Part C. Um, so so I, I know for a fact. I mean, there's obviously the the, the MedSafe, right? So so is 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 that something that is uh, a value for someone, for example, that has Medicare? Someone will ask, well, why? Well, I want to go with the Part C plan. Well, I can just and this actually came up to me <laughs> not even a week ago. We had a conversation with someone, and that was a question like, "Well, I don't want to be in Part C. I want to be on on the med side, right?" That's a, a, a somewhat is a choice, but but not everybody wants to make that choice because again, you know these these other med subs, their insurance policies that you buy in addition to to your regular costs. costly. Exactly. So, Laura, since it, 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 you you obviously been around, you know this stuff about the the, the med subs. Tell us a little bit about that, that cost. You know, how does that work? How does that also relate to Medicare? Yeah. I, so Medicare is going to cover the 80%, right? Yep. Uh, you have Medicare Part A for your hospital and Part B for your medical. 
and it will cover, after you meet your deductible, 80% of the cost. A supplemental is designed to cover the 20%. So you're gonna pay in this day and age, probably around uh, 315, 318 a month, um, to have the supplemental cover the 20%. It's only gonna cover exactly what straight Medicare covers. It'll cover your doctors, your hospital, your medicines, but it's not gonna cover any value added other benefits, um, which would be the reason that a lot of people do prefer a Part C plan uh, because it's gonna give you things like dental or vision, uh, things that straight Medicare is not gonna cover. So technically, Medicare does not really cover the dental, as you said, the vision, the hearing, right? And so even if you did buy one of those policies to supplement your cost, you know, your, your out-of-pocket, it will not give you the additional benefits. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you will have to probably pay out-of-pocket for those things if you needed to go to a dentist, for example. Yeah. By joining a Part C plan, you will have the ability to get those additional benefits. Yeah. And we live in an urban area here. Um, so uh, many people that retire are used to having from their, um, from their former employers an HMO or a PPO style of coverage, a Part C style of coverage. So when you have a supplemental, it allows you to be able to um, uh, visit any doctor anywhere in the country that accepts Medicare. Uh, but a plan like ours, a Part C plan, is going to offer you universal worldwide coverage. So you're still going to be able to go to an urgent care center or an emergency room if you're traveling uh, uh, out of the states or out of, the, um, out of New York or out of the country. Uh, I think that that provides a better advantage even for people. So, but primarily we're talking about emergency, right? So if someone... Uh, let's say you're, you reside in New York City or New York State and your benefits are administered by a plan here in the state. Uh, if you were to move to, let's say, on a trip, you know, to, to uh, Florida, and that's a lot of people do the snowboarding thing, right? And so sometimes that becomes a challenge because they need to have some sort of a transitional coverage there. Um, some plans may offer this, right? But not every plan does. But for an emergency, specifically, you would go to NER in the nation and be able to, to get services. Is that correct? Or in urgent care and see a doctor at the urgent care. Well, some plans do. I'm assuming not all the plans will allow for urgent care outside of the state, but, but certainly the emergency, which basically life-threatening situations will be qualified. Now, I'm, I'm aware of like many plans that do also offer what, you, as you mentioned, like worldwide emergency coverage. Uh, I know centers does. Uh, but, but certainly that's an option that is very beneficial to people who probably like to travel overseas and visit family. I mean, obviously during, during these days right now, it's a little tough. <laughs> huh? Go on a cruise, go on a cruise. You get sick on a cruise, you eat too much, whatever, drink a little too much, you know, got to be shipped off $25,000 worldwide. That'll cover the helicopter to get you off the cruise ship. Laura, you mentioned cruising. That's like, you know, I'm actually right now, you know, on a, on a withdrawal with cruises because we can't get on a ship right now. It's a little problem. <laughs> they actually just, just put their own um, kind of new rules because uh, they're going to start soon. So not the topic for the day, but certainly we can always talk about healthcare on a ship. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. Obviously, our seniors, you know, do a lot to travel and they have the time to do it. And a lot of them actually prefer cruising as an opportunity. And to your point, um, sometimes you go into these islands and something happens, you're stuck. If you're going to go to an emergency room there, you need coverage. Um, 
so that that's as far as the the parts the the, the additional benefits that somebody can get uh you know if they choose not to be on on a, a medsap a medsap policy or medigap and then basically select a part c plan now let's talk quickly on on the we talked about part a our patient right part b i mean inpatient rather so that's the hospital anything that's done inside home care that kind of thing you know uh inside the hospital specifically a skilled nursing facility right and then we have the outpatient, which is the, your, your you know, visit to your doctor, to your specialist, to your ambulatory surgery, that kind of thing. And then we have you know, the part D, which is the drugs. So that's a big one. I mean, I know the drugs can be costly, right? So, so what are we telling people about wh what's the best way to understand their drug benefits you know, when they have Medicare? Because remember some plans, uh, some people will select just to be a, on a, what we call a Part D plan, and they're not really involved. They still have the original Medicare, and some people will have some sort of a, a Part C plan that includes the part the the, the drugs, right? Mm -hmm. So, so what can we say to folks right now that are listening or watching the, you know, the the importance of selecting the proper you know Part D plan or the proper plan that offers the drugs, and how does that vary, for example, from plan to plan? So basically all the plans are going to um, have uh, the basic same stages. First is a premium and you could have a premium that could be zero or you could have a premium that's gonna be a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna have a deductible that you have to meet. Uh, and then once you have uh, met your deductible then you're in a, the initial coverage period. Um, and then once you hit uh, I want to say 4130. Is that, is that the right number? 4020. 4020. Once you hit $4,020, <laughs> the then you're in what's called the gap. And this year is a good year within the gap. This year, it's straight 25% for all um, medicines, whether it be uh, a generic medicine or a brand name medicine. So, um, uh, once, once you're done with the gap and you hit 65.50, and that would be money that you have laid out out of your pocket, then you hit the catastrophic. And uh, once you're in catastrophic, you're basically paying $3.70 for generics or $9.20 for brand names or 5%, whichever is greater, not whichever is less, whichever is greater. Um, but Basically, that's, um, that's what all the Part D plans have. With our program, with our MAPD, we offer what's called an enhanced drug program, which means that uh, the deductible is less than the Medicare standard. Um, if you have a standard Part D plan, you know, just a, a PDP, uh, prescription drug program, $445 is the deductible that you'd have to meet, meaning you'd have to lay out that money before, uh, before the insurance is going to help and, uh, and uh, start paying for stuff for you. Um, ours is $395 with, uh, um, with our MAPD program, and uh, that's, that's a nice discount. And we don't have a, a deductible for when you're taking generic medicines. I was going through uh, a lady's drugs and she had quite a number of medicines, probably like about 10 medicines, but it turned out oh. they were all tier ones. 
So they break down medicines by tiers. Tier one is preferred generic. Tier two would be a non-preferred generic. Tier three would be preferred brand. Tier four would be non-preferred brand. And then the tier five drugs would be the catastrophic drugs, the, um, the drugs that um, usually are super duper expensive for very rare kind of conditions. Um, sometimes in that class, you'll also find a drug that's gone generic that the patent has expired on uh, the medicine and now all the different companies can make it. Uh, so um, yeah, it's really nice if you could have all your drugs be tier ones. Uh, that is lucky. I mean, typically, you know, some, some of the, 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 what I call the three stooges, anything for cholesterol, you know, blood pressure and diabetes, those are usually the high end stuff. And sometimes you don't get them in generic format, which can cost money. So that's great, actually. And congrats to the lady that she was able to get all those for, for nothing, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, no cost. Right. Mail order. Do the mail, mail order. order for zero. That's right. So, so, so now we're talking for main standard, like, so someone that is straight Medicare and that's it, that's all they have Medicare and then they have options, right? What about someone that has the Medicaid side, right? So those, those are also folks that have options. Uh, so yeah. Medicaid ultimately being, you know, a, a state run kind of insurance, uh, you know, funded by state and fed, but you know, what happens to those folks? I mean, do they have the same, I guess, costs that, you know, we've talked about or they're varied or different? So, do you want me to talk about that or do you want somebody else to talk about it? I'm happy. Listen, it's okay. It's not an interview. We're having a discussion. So. <laughs> so folks that have Medicaid have basically everything covered for them. So let's say if you're, are we talking specifically MediMedi, Medi, right? Yeah, yeah. So somebody that has their Medicare, Medicare doesn't cover everything 100%, as we've already stated. They're going to come in and pay 80% of your costs. So what the Medicaid program does um, is that they come in and they cover that 20%, right? So they'll be able to, you won't have any out-of-pocket costs. So those out-of-pocket costs that you usually incur, you know, whether you're staying original Medicare, um, they're going to cover that. If you go into a Part C plan, what happens is that now you get those nicer Part C plans with the benefits that are slightly more enhanced. And, you know, you get a bigger OTC on balance or you get better co-pays and things like that, depending on the level that you have. So Medicaid gets broken down where you can either have full Medicaid, full benefits because you meet the income requirement because it is specific to low income individuals. Like that is the criteria to enroll or get Medicaid benefits, right? So let's say you don't meet the criteria, but because due to assets or things like that, you can also be possibly eligible for what we call the Medicare savings program, all right? So that's just a different program for people that don't necessarily meet the criteria, but are still some type of low income um, and need financial assistance. They'll come in and that gets broken down into six different levels. Um, and the MSP program will come in and pay their out-of-pocket costs for part A and B. And then we have the th another program and that one is run by Medicare, not Medicaid. Um, the LIS program, and they'll come in and cover their Part D. And they can have either full or partial um, LIS. So if they have full LIS, it's essentially like having full Medicaid. Um, everything is going to be a zero cost. They're not going to have a deductible. They're not going to have a premium. They're not going to have an out-of-pocket cost, no co-pays, things like that. Um, if they do have partial LIS, um, then they're going to have some type of out-of-pocket cost, but everything is reduced. So instead of having, for example, for our MAPD plan, the premium is, I'm sorry, the deductible is 395. 
-hmm. instead of paying $395, it can range between zero to $92. So that is just the, the perks of being low income, right? Where you'll get this program, they'll come in and pay all those out-of-pocket costs or get the enhanced benefits from a DSNIP plan, which is what we call the Part C plans that offer or do eligibles. <laughs> no, no. Well, that, that's a, that's a lot of information, and uh, I know I know we know this more or less because we do this on a day to day basis. But it does sound like it's a lot, and so so a good question to Laura. I mean, how do you really handle putting all that information to your clients because it is not easy to explain all these details and all these options? Because I'm sure you come up and girls some 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 folks that may qualify for different things or may be eligible but they don't know. So it's, it's pretty hard, right? I mean, what usually yeah. do you- I, I like to sit down easy. and chat with them about um, about what, what their income level is, if they're saying that things are too costly for them. Um, you know, you have EPIC, uh, the New York State SPAP, which is uh, um, got an income for an individual single person at $75,000 a year married couple at 100,000. So when you start talking to people about that kind of level of help, um, they become more open to, uh, to sharing their um, information and you can assist them. Um, Epic at the lowest levels um, will uh, give you a slight fee that you'd have to pay to be able to have the program. But at the higher levels, you have a deductible. So if your drug costs are such that you're falling into the donut hole, the coverage gap, it's going to allow you to be able to have that working secondary to your um, to whatever plan that you have, whatever drug plan you have. Um, and the requirements for Epic right. are just that you live in New York State and you be 65 years old and that you have a Part D plan. So it's pretty easy to be able to qualify for that. And then if you step down, let's say your income is a little bit less, then you can qualify for that LIS program. Um, and basically you're gonna either have zero copay, you're gonna have uh, nominal copays, $1.30 or uh, $9.20 for medicines, no matter how expensive they are, if you qualify for the uh, LIS program. So, so I just want to, sorry, I just want to, sorry, I didn't to cut you off, but just want to clarify because I mean, obviously we're, we're referring to, to Epic in the New York state program, but, but certainly there, there is a, a similar program in pretty much every state. So, so whatever you are in, in, in the 50 states, you should be able to access a similar program through that particular state. So, and, and we refer them, we refer to them as state pharmaceutical assistance programs. And they work similarly to what Laura just mentioned, but in New York, that's actually the program that, you know, that is more uh, relevant and the folks that uh, she works with are the ones who kind of benefit from it. Uh, so I wanted just to, tra to transit to a, a different, you know, item in the discussion, which we started talking about the annual election. So ultimately different folks have different times of the year where they can do some transactions with Medicare. Uh, today marks the, the biggest, I guess, season of all. This is like the season of Medicare. Uh, so can anyone tell us a little bit more about the different options that folks may have throughout the year, the different restrictions, and why today marks the bigger and the better you know, time of the year for them? Anyone? <laughs> sure. 
So the AEP is what we call this, the annual election period is a period that runs from today, October 15th through December 7th. That's when anyone that has Medicare can make a change from one program to another. You can switch from a supplemental to uh, uh, a Part C plan or vice versa. You can do whatever it is that you wanna do during the AEP and there's no limits. Basically the way it works is whatever application that you sign to join whatever program, you can even do that multiple times during this period. It'll be the last date, the last signature date that you've submitted in um, is the one that will end up going into effect for January 1st. Once January 1st hits, then we have a program called OEP. This is uh, available to people who have made a change during AEP. It allows them to be able to have a look-see if you wanna think of it like that, and they can make another change if they're dissatisfied with the plan they've enrolled in, or they just wanna go to something else. They can, uh, uh, they can make that change during January 1st to March 31st. So then after that, well, they get locked in obviously and they can't go anywhere? Then you have to have a special election. Uh, that's called the SEP. And with the SEP, uh, there are certain requirements that are gonna exist. If somebody has Medicaid, for instance, that will grant them uh, an SEP. If you move, um, you move from New York to Florida, uh, moving, changing your address, uh, moving to a different service area is gonna allow you to have a special election period. Uh, so there's a number of them. Um, there's some new ones uh, this year uh, uh, for people that are having financial struggles. Um, uh, you know, you're, you're always gonna be able to know what those uh, election periods are if you visit the Medicare website or you're talking to a professional and they're sitting down with you. Uh, I always think it's important to just tell people to just Care. What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you, um, you know, are are thinking about? We can we can help you. We can direct you in the right direction, guide you. Perfect. So so now ultimately we talked about these 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 periods. Now with the special election, I know that you know especially well for the 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 duals or the ones that have Medicare yeah. and Medicaid. So there are some restrictions also that are added now more than ever, right? So. Um, I know that for a fact, for example, they, you know, they have also some lock-in lock periods and they can only make some moves from plan to plan within a particular time, right? Once per quarter. So right. once per quarter. And, and yeah. that's only for the first couple of quarters or three quarters? Right, through, uh, through the end of September. Through the end of September. All right, now, now ultimately someone that's aging in doesn't have to worry about all of this, right? They can pretty much enroll, correct? Yeah, you have a seven month window when you first um, are granted your uh, right to have the Medicare card. Most people get that on the first day of your birth month when you turn 65. Uh, some people get it because they're on a disability. Once you're on a disability for about 24 months, they'll grant you Medicare. And when you get your Medicare part A and part B, you have a seven month window in which to enroll three months before your birth month, the birth month and three months after. And during that period of time, you can elect uh, a Part C plan, you can uh, sign up with a, a, a supplement, you can sign up for a Part D 
program, whatever it is that you wanna you wanna do, and that will go into effect on the first day of your birth month. All right. So in the interest of time, because we're you know we have you know about eight minutes to go, um, let, let's talk a little bit about your offerings, centers plan for healthy living. I mean, ultimately there are different choices people may select from um, in every state, and uh, you are ultimately working for a specific health plan as opposed to you know, uh, a broker who pr probably presents multiple products and offerings. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's talk about what are the offerings of Centers Plan for Healthy Living uh, for 2021. Okay. Uh, so I I'm call myself a captured, a captured agent captured. <laughs> because I'm, yeah, because I'm working for one specific company. We have uh, three offerings for people that live in the community. Uh, one is called an MAPD, and it's the Center's Plan for uh, Medicare Advantage. Uh, this is a program that has what we refer to as an enhanced Part B program, and it offers some, I think, some nice incentives. So it covers your doctors, your hospital, um, the medicines. It covers, uh, you know, going for tests and blood work and all kinds of things like that. Uh, but what I like about the program is that it's a zero premium plan and it's a zero copay to go and see your primary care. Uh, it's $30 to go to a specialist, which is uh, a very reasonable price, I think, for uh, seeing a specialist. Uh, and it offers some enhancements. It gives you a dental benefit, which is up to $2,000, covers dentures, covers a filling, covers cleaning, polishing, and bite wing x-rays twice a year. So it's really pretty much what you need for uh, a drug plan uh, and a dental plan. It's gonna also give you, um, it's also gonna give you uh, uh, vision care, $150 towards uh, your glasses every year. I think that's a nice benefit. Um, so in addition to our MAPD, we also offer what's called the DSNP program, uh, which is designed for people that are duly eligible, meaning that they have Medicare and that they also have either some level of Medicaid or the MSP program that we talked about before, um, which is the next level up from Medicaid, uh, the MSP program, QIMB, QMB, SLIMB, SLMB, um, or QI. So if you have those programs, you're entitled to uh, the DSNP program, and that will allow you to have um, a cost share of between zero and 20%, depending upon what your level is um, with the Medicaid or, uh, or MSP program. Um, so that becomes very reasonable. It's got an OTC benefit of $144. OTC stands for over the counter. So it allows you to actually get things that you would be buying off the shelf. Maybe it's, um, you know, uh, vitamins or uh, aspirin, but it could be things more expensive like, um, you know, women's incontinence program, uh, you know, pads, things like that, which, you know, gets really costly. Uh, and, it'll, and it'll help you not have to spend money out of your pocket to be able to get those items. That's a great benefit to have. Um, with our MAP program, which is the third plan, uh, that stands for Medicaid Advantage Plus. This is a program that um, is relatively new 
and it's designed for people that have Medicare, full Medicaid, you have to have full Medicaid, and then also a need for home care or long-term care services, things that would be happening in the home. You have to be um, in need of those kinds of service for at least 120 days. But once uh, that program goes into effect, that's a good design because it's all care managed by, by you know, one, one entity as opposed to an entity from Medicare, from Medicaid and from uh, long-term care services. So it consolidates and makes things very, very easy for a person. Well, it does seem that you have a very good offering and, uh, you know, uh, you certainly broke it down. I'm very very psyched. Yeah. And you, you broke it down so simply that, you know, I, I got it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I hope that everybody else, you know, can, can very easily, you know, understand it. Obviously, we're taking a little time. You'll probably do a lot more extensive, uh, you know, description and explanation of all those benefits. Um, and I know today was the number one day for the season. So I wish you good luck and the whole team uh, for that matter. Um, but um, just a couple of notes before we, we, we close the show. Um, so obviously this is also a compliance, you know, uh, you know, season. So, you know, just, just, you know, what would you say to all the agents out there about, uh, you know, the practices that we should observe? What would I say about it? I would say, you know, watch your P's and Q's. Definitely be sure to tell everybody everything. Um, my philosophy has always been no sorry, grandma. I wouldn't want anybody misleading or um, doing something that wasn't right when they're working with somebody's mom or dad. Um, I heard a horrible story today uh, about... Um, an agent that was working with Medicaid who uh, was just going through the phone book and, um, and writing up stuff uh, for people that really didn't exist. You hate to hear stories like that. You hate That's to hear amazing. about people trying to, you know, do things wrong. You have to do things correctly and truthfully. Do the right thing. That's that's uh, so so with that that will be our final message from for today. Uh, again, we've we've tried to cover a lot of you know information in a very short amount of time, uh, and ultimately we never can do justice to Medicare and all the different things and the different components and parts of it. Um, you know, so certainly we might you know potentially have a different session where we can discuss a little bit more uh, in details and maybe break it down you know, further. Uh, but Laura, thank you. That was a very impressive, great, great presentation there for those, uh, those segments. Tiffany, Glenny, thank you so much you know, for, for the, the interactions and for the introduction of the program. I know I called on <laughs> Tiffany first. <laughs> um, you know, Vlad, thank you for joining us. Um, and, uh, you know, again, um, from, from, the iHealth channel, the iHealth radio, uh, for me personally, Hurricane Age. Um, I want to thank everyone that's watching, listening, and of course, our special guests for, for being with us and sharing their insights. Uh, hopefully that everybody out there uh, gets the most from, from this season. Uh, learn the stuff that you need to learn. Educate yourselves if you have to. Those of you that are working in the industry, make sure you educate folks properly. Uh, stay compliant. And, uh, you know, Let's, let's get it done and do it right. That being said, thank you very much. And um, we'll talk soon on our next show. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Are you in your car? Blood? Yes, I'm 